get this clean should we just not be interrupting you yeah maybe oh. i don't know maybe this the vibe of the show is we just talk over each other constantly i think that's cool that is too. the vibe of the show that is the vibe yeah. of our lives yeah yeah so. <laughs> that's true yeah. i don't recall like ever having a thought in your presence that wasn't immediately that reminds me by. of a story that <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts. Dr. Alan Sussman. The Honorable Medical Doctor, Sam Lazarus Esquire. (laughs) (laughs) Sam is neither of those things. Cool. three things. things, Well, I mean, he is Sam Lazarus. Oh, I guess I'm honorable. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about Stargate. Put on your tinfoil hats, everybody. The 1994 Roland Emmerich movie... um, which was the basis for the television show Ancient Aliens. Oh, God. We have a lot <laughs> to talk about on this because, yeah. Oh, man. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Asher's favorite topic of all time. Oh, I think it's God. one of your favorite shows. Right? I love Ancient Aliens. Are we just going to dig right in I've before we even... It. Have you never seen it? Wait. No, let's, let's are you Sam serious, have... Alan? You've never seen Ancient Aliens? No. Oh, Neither it's a show cable? nor... Yeah, it's it, basically I mean, it replaced the History Channel. Like they had to yeah, get a second true. network <laughs> so that they could constantly show Ancient Aliens. I would say literally that is true. Yeah, the show itself Wait, is there. It actually yeah, a it's channel like H two or H three, yeah. and it's just Ancient Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they probably also have like the origin of aliens on Earth, the <laughs> yeah. past, or, or like, something. Like yeah, that. exactly. I think it replaced their like all Da Vinci Code show right? network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so. I think to me, like ancient aliens is interesting, not because of the information in the show, but because it really is a masterclass at like how you disseminate misinformation to people and the Mm -hmm. way in which like you lead susceptible minds into believing something that is so completely, I I mean, could totally implausible and insane in most ways. Although we're going to get into that might be an unfair indictment. Yeah. I I agree with you on that actually, Sam, because I did some research this week. I don't know. I we sort of so spoiler alert to the crowd we kind of disseminate research topics between us for what we're going to look at and talk about on the pod well yeah I hope one of you guys I'm not on that mailing list I definitely emailed a request for (laughs) for the two of you to look up stuff about the mathematics of uh, wormholes yeah thank you Ah. neither of you did that I already know about that I mean what (laughs) also we'll we'll get into all that but anyway I don't know. In in my research, I realized that that like Carl Sagan was somebody who had sort of like an early, ef- not an early effect, because this the theory of ancient aliens goes way back. But Carl Sagan was like uh, pretty instrumental in popularizing it, and then later went on to sort of regret having done that. So yeah. So today Just on the show, it. we're going to talk a little bit about ancient aliens. We're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, like wormholes wormholes and interstellar travel and then the hubble constant the last thing i kind of was interested in talking to you guys about uh which i didn't mention in the in the emails i sent around to you guys was um i had questions about sort of the nature of theoretical versus uh like practical physics discoveries and sort of uh, 
What I mean to say is like, you know, when, when we talk about something like a black hole or a quasar, like things that are predicted, are they predicted by math or are they predicted by sort of uh, theoreticians? And we can get into that a little bit further. And is there a difference? Well, I mean, you yourself told me once that like Einstein wasn't the math dude, right? Like he went to yeah, other people. He was the theory guy. Like he had but a, he didn't come to the theory without math. Right. So I was I was kind of interested in, in fact, which that's an interesting story we could talk about another time. All the mathematicians that got written out of that story. Right. And some of them being female, which is hilarious and like his wife, for instance. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. His first wife who was who was herself a physicist. Um Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, really Alan, you have a PhD in physics. You they don't teach you that? Of course oh, they don't yeah. teach you that. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> I okay. just said that. Yeah, so so we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get into those topics and um let's talk a little bit about the plot of this movie. Why don't I do it? Since yeah, I've yeah, do it, do it. Okay. Yeah. So uh there's an Egyptologist who posits that is has is having posits <laughs> that uh the Archaeological record doesn't support the premise that basically the Egyptians created the pyramids and so on. And uh, everybody walks out of his symposium except for one old lady who hires him for a job. By the way, the Egyptologist is played beautifully by James Spader. It's true. Cool. Wait, really? <laughs> I don't know. I Do like him in it. Really beautifully or really James Spader? Be- beautifully. I think he does a pretty good job. He does yeah. a pretty good job. He's no Kurt Russell this in this movie <laughs> who is <laughs> shredding are gonna, it. <laughs> are we going to get into like the same debate we had about Keanu Reeves? Because like, I no. have other shitty movies that James Spader has been in to, to give us examples. Yeah, I guess he's not bad. He plays like... Well, whatever. Okay, let's just continue, finish the, the Yeah, let's let's just here. keep going. But also, Sam, you fast-forwarded past the cold open of this movie... Which is one of my favorite things in movies when they like take us to like colonial North Africa. And it's like, you know, some British guy like, Jami, fetch me my tea. And then they oh, have the, they make the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, please. Although this movie does have some pretty anti colonial politics, I thought. I mean, I guess that's kind of the. I mean, spoilers for the plot summary, but that's the whole premise of the movie is that the aliens are like the ultimate. Yeah, colonists. colonists. Yeah. Colonists, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but I just and there's a bunch of references sort of in there to Ben Hur, Lawrence of Arabia, to some extent Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, cool. That why like, do we keep watching movies that involve like white people going to the desert and like freeing people? What, what other movies were those? Dune. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Shit. So that's two. That's two. I mean, I'm sure that we will watch Star Wars at some point. Oh, The Matrix, The Desert of the Real. He goes to the Desert of the Real and saves all, all oh, the people. Oh, crap. Yeah. He's right. So, so yeah, uh, so that thing happens. And then uh, he joins their project, and it turns out there's like a military base around this discovery, which was shown in the cold open, which is the Stargate. And uh, he there's this great scene where he like... Retranslates, retranslates. Oh, it yeah. shits all over the existing translation, which is hilarious. That dude who plays the other scientist is really funny. Yeah, and plays the role like really deadpan, and it's hilarious. I really like that scene. Yeah, and uh, he retranslates it as you know. This he is he a, retranslates a message that's on the Stargate, yeah. basically explaining what the Stargate does and why it was sealed and buried under the pyramids, and or, then figures out the fifth the seventh symbol they need to open the stargate 
and they plug it in and off they are to the distant star. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which and before we move on that was to the worst. Yeah. Th- yeah. That but, scene was the literal worst. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> well, I just had a quick question about like I guess moving with three dimensional coordinates, you don't need, you don't need six, six coordinates. You need three. Three, three yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like I wrote watching that it. Down. Yeah, because James Spader is like, Well, you need seven points. Six to to calculate where the object is in three dimensional space and one because Actually, of your point of origin. No, you need three. You need an X, a Y, and a Z. No. No, no, no. You definitely it's need four, at least. To travel from something. Yeah, because no, you need... to establish a coordinate system, right? You would need a zero point. What? Oh, yeah, I suppose Wait. you're right. You'd need a zero what? point as the intersection of all of the axes, and then you would Wait, need... Wait, hold on. I thought what the coordinates were was it was telling you that the place you're going to is, like, equidistant between these points. Like, so the three yeah. points, right? Right. So why do you need a coordinate system? That's like uh, independent of coordinate system, right? Fuck you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> anyway. So, it, so you only need three points. Yeah, you only Actually, need three points. Actually, on Wikipedia, it says, because I, <laughs> I was reading about this movie on Wikipedia, and it says, like, the thr- the six coordinates um, allow us to sextangulate. <laughs> and, and it links, and sextangulate actually links. And then when you click the link, it just goes to the triangulation <laughs> website. <laughs> the triangulation amazing. Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. <laughs> sextangulate. <laughs> um, cool. Some excellent Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh is that enough synopsis or do we have to No, go into so the then okay. no, we got to I mean cool. so so the whole movie is basically after that. That's like the first 5 minutes <laughs> yeah. which is which yeah, but the rest is like on. so really it's like quickly. they go and there's a guy they have to defeat. Years ago, do. yeah, and years ago a friend of mine said this about the Jodie Foster Carl Sagan Contact. movie Contact Excellent where he was movie. like I love that movie so much until I realized that it took two and a half hours to establish the first 15 minutes of Stargate. <laughs> and I was yeah, like that's way better. <laughs> Mm, we could, we're going to have to do an episode on contact. I really, I was happy that in researching this episode, I came down on like a much more positive opinion of Carl Sagan. And I would say also like a more positive opinion Wait, on Neil deGrasse Tyson. Why did you not already have a positive opinion on those? I guess people? both of them kind of struck me as sort of this idea of not know it all. Like Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens, I think, are the fucking worst. No, that's different. They're garbage. Yeah, they are yeah. garbage. Like, I just, I think that they should take every piece of writing that those two guys has done and, like, shoot it into space or something. Because it's just... Yeah, or, like... Obscene. Use it as cum rags or something. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like... Yeah. Because that's appropriate. Because it's masturbatory. Thank you. That's yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but uh, so I guess sometimes I just get a little Alan bit like. Agree. No, I'm I'm not. I, well, I haven't read much of their stuff. I'm not a big fan don't. of of, of uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I read that book. Uh, God is not great, which I guess is Christopher Hitchens, and like I I was like really enjoying it until I started to realize that all along he's just basically being an asshole to everyone in the world. Yeah, that's like his shtick. And it's right. not like oh these are great ideas. It's like. You are a very insightful giant asshole. <laughs> exactly. It's like he's a well thought out fuckface. And and the uh, the other thing about it is like there's no sense of humility or anything right. around the idea of like these systems of belief have been sort of refined over thousands of years and have given much 
comfort and kindness to many people. Like maybe yeah. there's some value to this. He's like, nope, I figured it out. God it's isn't a, real. It's, it's a like, really oh, do you bad have a proof look for that? Scientists too. Well, like, he's not much of a scientist, right? Like, well, what no, science has he guys, done? They, they're the point is they're supposed to be like. Well, Richard Dawkins is a guys. scientist. Richard right? Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens yeah. isn't. No, but he's like coming from that he's perspective, like a logician, right? He's like, yeah. But it's scientific like, method. I mean, if that's how you think science works, then you're pretty crappy scientist. Like, you can't be a scientist. I shouldn't say you can't be, but if you're an egomaniac, you're going to make a bad scientist, even if you're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to a point that Alan made a while ago. I don't think on the podcast, but when we were like either warming up or cooling down about sort of like during the golden age of physics, uh, how much all of those scientists were educated in classical philosophy and, and, you know, uh, basically in the humanities. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah, I was reading that somewhere that, um, like at the time when quantum mechanics was basically being like discovered, all these guys were, 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 I don't know what that means. All these guys were like reading lots of, um, lots of classical philosophy and stuff. And uh, it allowed them to like open up their minds because it it's a complete shift in the way that you think about the world, basically the universe. Mm. It sort of keeps you honest too, because it's like not the conclusions and not the perspective that you're learning from Newtonian mechanics or relativity right. or whatever. So you're still using like your logical mind to understand a different set of conclusions and whatever. Right. Process. And the argument is like that physicists don't do that enough today right. anymore so they're kind of stuck in in a hole um but uh i don't know i mean i can't really talk there's well, a lot of smart people doing doing work on in particle sure. physics yeah so i guess i think i erroneously sort of like lumped uh carl sagan and, and neil deGrasse tyson in the oh, like see, dawkins yeah. hitchens category and was sort of like that mistake yeah that was a real mistake and i watched cosmos the the reboot and really liked it but um, yeah, I guess I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson is like the opposite, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's so like lovable, yeah. like he's just like yeah. the emissary for science. He's, he's also like, super hey. open-minded. Like if you've yeah. ever seen him talk to somebody who's totally irrational, it's like really inspiring the way he handles that. I don't know. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I feel like Richard Dawkins and is like it's just like exactly what. I don't know. Is like a gift to like the Christian right or yeah, something, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just like such a jerk about it that how could you not be like reactionary? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. How are you going to meet that guy halfway? Exactly. Right. Like he's chasing you off his lawn. So you're going to run away and go to Jesus. Or just go somewhere that isn't around him. Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like at least the Flat Earth people kind of have like funnier memes and like cooler shoes <laughs> like all right let's go with them wait what's wrong with richard Dawkins' shoes i don't know i just I, I imagine he doesn't wear like silver dunks like the who's the guy on the celtics that is like a flat earther i can't remember now is anybody really a flat earther or are they just like trying to get retweets yeah i like, don't that's what i don't know really yeah understand. i i looked into this a bit i think it is almost exclusively trolls oh yeah. really yeah because well, it's not like most of those conspiracy theories like there aren't I was reading an article about this. They don't there is no like here's the conclusion we draw, can you refute it? 
it's like here's the conclusion we draw you can't refute it <laughs> right, so there yeah. is no debate there's no they're not looking for a real answer they're just trying to make you believe that they have already reached a conclusion i don't know it's it's trolly yeah yeah but also like how many people organize their entire lives and like systems of thinking around trolling the world that they feel has done some grievance to them right like that's a pretty common point of view now i would say i don't know what you're talking about no <laughs> i've never experienced that okay well i think so many people's lives revolve around like how many followers they can get on that's one true. thing or another right yeah and eventually you're just like well anything they'll get me more followers i know not <laughs> I mean, right i mean yeah, yeah. totally i mean because that's money I mean, the more followers you have, I mean, that's like money in your pocket, right? Then I you mean, just like advertise for something. I don't think it's always about money, though. I think it's also well, it's just about, about influence. like, yeah, or like the satisfaction of having influenced, right? Like, yeah, now people believe that there are flat earthers out there and there's some asshole somewhere in his basement who's like, look what I did. You well, know, yeah. I made all these people think that half the world is stupid. Which is so <laughs> interesting. So it's like. To me, I, I see that so much as like a counteraction to how uh, sort of powerless or like dispossessed we all feel. Because like there's so many things that disempowered, that's the word I was looking for. It, just like there are so many things where it's like, oh, I can't affect any kind of meaningful change or any kind of meaningful difference in the world I see around me. Not even like an altruistic or positive one, but just something. I can't make something and have it be known by other people. So like, yeah, I'll just troll a lot of people and that'll be my mark right and it's empowering yeah, yeah. It, in like a really in like a eating a full bag of doritos is filling kind of way or spending like 300 hours grinding in world of warcraft i, I can't <laughs> say as i've enjoyed that particular pleasure it's empowering, though. yeah it's true right because it's 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 sort of easy to troll yeah right? i mean it's it's easy to be shocking right it's a lot yeah. easier than just than actually creating something that's like people like yeah where were we uh, so uh, so essentially after they so after they open the stargate and they go to this other world they discover essentially like a a slave group of humans who have been taken there thousands of years before and forced into labor by an Ra. alien overlord Ra. yeah How's that sound for a plot description? And then pretty good. essentially like James Spader and Kurt Russell who plays like a Marine whose son died in a self-inflicted gun wound. It's funny how Kurt Russell's plot line is essentially the joke from the new Sasha Baron Cohen show about like kindergartens. Well, <laughs> What? Yeah, I don't know. Now, about have that. you not seen that? Oh no. my God, you have got to. You've got to watch, watch that. It's, it's so pretty good. good. Okay, yeah. He's <laughs> he, a new. Is a new show. He has yeah, a new show. Two episodes oh. out. Yeah. Who is America? It's on Showtime. Yeah. Nice. So inspired by James Spader, Kurt Russell, and oh God, and what's his name? French Stewart. Out. Oh yeah, I really yeah. wanted him to be funnier. Every time I see French Stewart in something, I'm like, Celebrity is Jeopardy. that French Stewart? And it takes me. <laughs> Like 20, 30 minutes before, I'm like, that's French Stewart. I love the scene where he like throws the, the luggage at Ugh. James. Sp- that He does that. He's the one who throws it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, yeah, man, nice. And he like, gives <laughs> right. everyone a high five. That reminded me a lot of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. This, that movie, more than movie, this movie has so a lot of 90s. 90s. Yeah. Which also, okay. So, so essentially we know the plot of the movie is like, it posits that 
a lot of technological advancements uh, of ancient Egypt were given to humanity by aliens in order to... I don't know if technological is quite the right word there. Okay. Like cultural. Cultural? All right, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Alan, what do you think? You want to weigh in on this one? <laughs> I mean, besides, you know, pyramids. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm a little So I mean I guess yes, that's the implication, right? Well, I mean that's the direct overt statement is like yeah, yeah that ancient Egyptian culture is really the the culture of this dying alien race. I know, but what what's the m- mechanism by which that happened, right? Like he became their ruler. Yeah, Ra came down and he became he became their ruler. Oh, and that's then, right. He was the ruler on earth and at the, on this planet and then Yes, right. Correct. And then at some point there was an uprising. There was an uprising yeah. on Earth. So the Earthers sealed the Stargate. The Earthers. <laughs> I don't know. Terrans. The round Earthers. <laughs> the the round Earthers. The Terrans. The humans. On uh, Earth. Yeah, the humans who on Earth. Terrans. Who are called Terrans. Oh, is that from the show Stargate? No, that's from science. Oh, cool. Far out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, like Terra Firma. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Hang on. Also, did you guys notice that there are just a lot of characters wearing berets in this movie? There's like a constant through line of berets. Like Kurt Russell has one that's like... Yeah, that's an Air Force. Yeah, but then James Spader wears one. He's not an Air Force guy or a military guy at all. But I think he gets it from them. No, no, no. Because it's not not like a military beret. He's wearing like a goofy, I'm at a cafe (laughs) beret. And then the old lady is also wearing a beret. (laughs) And I was like, what was the beret budget on this movie? (laughs) Do you call it a beret if it's on a lady? Isn't it just a hat? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you call it like a top hat if it's on a lady? Yes. Different hats have different Wait. names. We don't change the name this when you change the gender of the person wearing well, no, I think, the hat. I think, if it's, I think a top like, hat on a lady is called a fascinator. Is that real? So the movie posits or is essentially like a dramatization of the idea of like ancient astronaut theory. The same way that like the Da Vinci Code is a dramatization of that like holy grail theory holy grail holy blood yeah i still have that book so i know the way, I should probably it's back to you. well it's like complete nonsense right it, it was totally I haven't read a single word of it cool awesome yeah. so I, I thought maybe we would talk a bit about ancient astronaut theory if you guys are I love down it. sure yeah. i don't yeah. i don't know anything about it really. really yeah so in you just watch stargate and you don't know anything about it <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. What, I know. Yeah. The Explain Stargate, the theory. Stargate worth of information about it. <laughs> okay. Ancient ancient astronaut theory goes something like this. You know that thing that's cool? Aliens did it. <laughs> it's like cultural panspermia. Yeah, it is like cultural panspermia. And actually, Alan's laughing, but I'm, I'm gonna, not joking. I I'm gonna let's let's play a game because I think that this is <laughs> I think this is doable. I want Alan to predict five objects. <laughs> That ancient alien theorists theorize were made by aliens. Oh, this will be fun. This is going to be dope. All right, Alan. Wait, let's, let's try from, from zero, or we're going to give him like okay, one, like A or B. Let's let's no 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 no. I want you to predict from zero, from zero. five zero. five objects, and you can't say like five of the same object. You can't be like <laughs> can opener, can opener, can opener, can opener. That doesn't work. That's a rule you need to elucidate? Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is, is well, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to make it any easier for you. That's it. Five objects. I will Go. give you a dollar. Toaster is not one of them. This is hard. Uh, 
Well, there's pyramids, obviously. Okay, that's that's one. I'll take it. Um, Which pyramids, by the way? All of them. The I don't know. I don't know. The ones in Egypt. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. the ones in Giza in okay, Egypt. Yeah, yeah, the Great Pyramids. Yeah, yeah, the Great Pyramids. And the Mayan ones. Sam. Oh, right. You just gave away the yeah. game. Yeah. All right, keep Wait, going. That, that's the same Sam. thing. That's not different. <laughs> okay, hit, hit me with some other things. Yeah, some sort of Mayan ruins. Okay, that's two. Um, the International Space Station. <laughs> no, that's not ancient. D- Sam, you're ruining everything. Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't know, something Incan? <laughs> no. Can you think of an Incan place? Oh, I got one. Yeah. Oh, that one place. Uh, this is going to be this is great horrifying. For, yeah. No, I mean, it's going <laughs> to be really entertaining. Like fifth the, the grade geography. Yeah. The um, yeah. Alan trying to come up with. Okay. Machu Picchu really is what you oh, were Machu trying Pichu. to say. Oh, I was thinking of the Nazca lines. The Nazca lines and Puma Punku. There's a ton of ink and stuff that everyone's like, well, the aliens were here. There's that one guy. There's one dude on Ancient Aliens. Wait, but I, think I know that framing guy, was bad. Guy. Like you, you should have said things that humans have made that were for aliens oh right the nazca lines aren't made that's not a technology that aliens gave to humans ostensibly yeah but but some of them like okay stonehenge is one that like ancient alien theorists are like yeah aliens obviously made that that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah i mean this theory is really stupid stonehenge the heads at easter island right yeah um Basically anything that modern idiots can't figure out how you would make without a crane. Yeah, exactly. It's um cool. So so I thought maybe we would take like a bit of a dive batteries. into the... There's only one example of a battery. We can talk about that in a bit. And it's also... It wasn't necessarily made to be a battery, the Baghdad battery. I didn't say I believed the story. Wait. Yeah. What is that? So there's just, there's like a bunch of lists. Okay, so I took a real deep dive on this. <laughs> what was that is, thing? There's like a Greek computer or something? Yeah, the, the it's like a, it's a clock, but it's also bullshit. Okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I took, usually it's Alan's job on the podcast to like take a deep dive into like shit that people on Reddit believe. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know, would you, did I just reason. not trust you this week? Or this I was, is your wheelhouse, man. Yeah, yeah I just love yeah, you love this stuff. Conspiracy. So I like dug really deep into which is interesting because usually when i dig into something i end up believing it more and this time i came out of it and was like oh yeah any rational person would see that this is completely fake oh that means it must be true yeah because uh fascists always fall on the wrong side of things Uh, so essentially this the theory comes from this uh, 1919 thing uh this guy charles fort came up with it in his book but I think the reason that it came into prominence then is because of these things called cargo cults, which had you guys ever heard of this? No, it's not. I mean, we've studied it in history class. I think everybody studied it in history class. A cargo cult was essentially the phenomena of like European uh, colonists being perceived as gods by like native people. Okay. Um, Like how they thought the Spaniards were centaurs. Yeah, well, Until I don't think they, they actually horses. literally thought they were centaurs. It was just like it lined up with some prophecy of like, oh, the gods are going to show back up this week and then, you know, or 
probably there was just a sort of hanging deadline of like, yeah, the gods are on their way back. And then like these weird guys wearing metal, like helmets that look all funny showed up on horseback and you were like, okay, well, how is this guy not a god? They've got mm-hmm. sticks that they point at things and they make a big noise and I'm then the guy like dies. The right. Yeah. Um, so I thought that, that that to me seemed like a reasonable place to sort of start saying like, oh, okay, so if people who haven't been exposed to technology come to this conclusion, then is it possible that earlier people who saw gods might have also come to this conclusion based on seeing someone with technology? Right. right. Yeah. So that was this guy's, like, that was his theory, basically? No, I don't think that he was that thought out. I don't think that anybody sort of put those two things together. I don't know. Until you. No, I'm sure that somebody... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the guy. I just cracked <laughs> the case. All right, yeah. So, so essentially, when we were talking about, you know, ancient astronaut theory... So basically the evidence that that they give to support it on ancient aliens is like, you know, technological stuff that ancient people achieved that modern people are unable to achieve and pictures that ancient people drew that look like aliens. Those are their two categories of evidence, I would say. Uh Um, Both of which... Wait, what was the first one? Because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like stuff that ancient people were able to achieve that is now very difficult to achieve even with modern technology. So like Mm. building the pyramids. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you walk down West End on the Upper West Side, you might feel the same way about those buildings. Yeah, I do. And the answer is the same as it was in ancient Egypt. Right. It's slavery. (laughs) No, I'm not joking. Like, the people that built those buildings were paid pittance and lived in horrible conditions, and that's how they could afford to build buildings like that. Right. It's the same as how they could afford, how they could manage to build the pyramids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I, I guess the the people on Ancient Aliens have much more like larger technological concerns about the building of the pyramids than they stupid. do. Yeah, well, exactly. Because they don't understand inclined planes. And and the really the most interesting thing about the show for people who haven't seen it is that it is a masterclass in how you turn, like, if you can confuse speculation enough, and the show never stays in one segment for more than five or 10 minutes. But I, I think that that's not the goal of the show. I think that no, no, that's, no. An, that's an accident. Like they just don't understand how proving a point should work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So it's like they've actually sort of <laughs> like misinformation themselves yeah, exactly. and, and then have like right. conveniently reverse engineered it for the rest of us. It's like this guy has crazy hair and wild theories. He's entertaining. Let's put him on. They don't think about like, is he convincing or like are his arguments sound? Well, I, I don't know. I think the producers of the show definitely do, right? Like the so producers of the evil. show aren't more. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're stupid. No, I don't think so. I don't think the producers of the show believe it. I think the producers of the show, in fact, and I think that's why the no, structure of the show, it. Sam, <laughs> it's not about believing it. It's about it being entertaining, obviously. Yeah. But like the, the structure of the show is such that, it never gives you enough time to actually consider the evidence that they've put in front of you for whatever case. So, like, Because they're not trying to make a case. No, they are. Sam, the whole show is a case that they're trying to make for aliens having affected the course of mankind. That's the title of the show? Yeah, yeah no. That's the purpose but I'm of saying, the show? Wait, but They're not attempting it's to channel, make a right? logical... No, it's a history no. channel. So, that, wait, is this really only one show or are there many shows? There's spin-off shows. There's spin-off shows. There's really like, you know, Giorgio's Alien Adventure and like <laughs> White Guy's Alien Mustache. I don't know that guy's name. I was probed by a gray. Yeah, exactly. 
and he uh, was my dad. Like, are vampires actually aliens? <laughs> There's like a lot of. I mean, do they ever suggest that like uh, life came from another planet? Is that something that they talk about? No, that's, or that's way just too a, normal a, co- a scientific theory that has actual <laughs> yeah. evidence to support it. <laughs> so that's not what they're talking well, about ever. They they talk about it in the wrong way. They don't talk about it in right. terms of like, oh, bacteria on an asteroid right. landed in a place. Or they talk grades. about yeah, exactly. They talk about it like. Oh yeah, this master species came down and like seeded the earth. Yeah, cloned like Prometheus. <laughs> that which I guess we'll talk about Prometheus at some point. Ooh. Um, the movie, not <laughs> the guy. Oh, yeah, we'll cut that. Oh, <laughs> why? I'm kidding. I make nice noises. Yeah. Um, but but essentially, I like before, it's really hot. Before they give you the opportunity <laughs> to consider any of the points that they're making, so they'll make a point like. Like, was there a nuclear explosion in this, like, prehistoric city in Bangladesh because there's radiation here? You know, and before you can go, like, well, huh, maybe there was just radium there or something? Like, <laughs> right. like a volcanic eruption. Yeah, there, there could a be meteorite. many reasons for radiation there. They're like, the answer may appear in ancient Japan. And then they cut to a segment about ancient Japan. So you don't ever have time to actually consider any single piece oh, of yeah. evidence. No, that's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not trying to build a logical case. They're trying to build a persuasive narrative. Yeah, that's what, yeah, you're totally is, right. Like, right. But, so it doesn't matter. There but, is no, they but, have no reason to be beholden to logic but or facts. That's why I said it was like watching a master class in propaganda and misinformation. But I think that it's is more like storytelling is what I'm saying, which are yeah. similar. I They're mean, the similar. thing that you're describing sounds like a very typical thing they do in, in movies, right? Where right. it's just like there is a thing that doesn't really make much sense. And so they just kind of like quickly go through it and then like go to the next thing. Right? Yeah, they just That's give true. you enough detail to make you be like, oh, okay, what's next? Yeah, which I mean, but isn't that also what they do on like Fox News to get you? Well, no, or? no, because propaganda needs repetition, right? Repetition ah. and it has to stand up to some scrutiny, right? Otherwise, like you have to get the masses to follow you, not just like... The people who are casually listening. Interesting. I think it's different. Okay. I, I'm not. Cool. Is it, is it also like. But, yeah. I mean, are, are, are a lot of people being convinced by the show or do they just find entertaining? Like. I think it's hard to say. To worry? Yeah. I think if you sat someone down who w- wasn't skeptical. Yeah. You would be very convinced. It's. I think it's a pretty well, compelling. I, think, I guess. I mean. Yes. I think we've sort of diluted what. How you can answer that question. Like. Do people believe it? Yes. Does them believing it mean the same thing that you think it means? No, I don't think so. Like I, I think, think you could, like I think you could easily convince them that it's not true. Yeah, like they casually believe. Yeah, they, yeah, they believe exactly. it, but they wouldn't organize their lives around it. Right. right, right. Like they don't see a rock on the ground and go like, "Oh, that's an alien skeleton." Well, right. they might. They might be like, "Oh, cool, look, that probably came from aliens." Yeah. But then if you're like, "No, dude, that came from that mountain over there. Look, there's a whole bunch of them." They're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." But the, it's not like, oh, my God, I was wrong. Aliens aren't around. It's just like, right. yeah. oh, yeah. I must have had the wrong narrative there. Because that's the only kind of thinking that they're used to, right, coming from these kinds of shows. I think it's sort of pervasive in our culture, but that's yeah, I think, a deeper yeah. conversation. I don't know. I think people are probably taking it as some sort of, it's like entertaining ideas or something that yeah. they can yeah. maybe talk about. No, no, exactly. You it's know? like fun to hold in your brain. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, this is the truth, the hard right. truth. The I mean, there may be reality. there may be a small number of people like on the edge of Yeah, I'm sure that of, there are of 
craziness who like yeah. are taking this very seriously. Go on ghost now. hunting expeditions. Like, <laughs> like, like Alex Jones. Yeah. Well, I don't think Alex Jones he believes what he says. I think guy. he's just stoked on the checks that he gets every month for uh, people buying I mean, his like vitamin mix. I think he's legitimately broken, like cracked. Like he does believe that stuff and he doesn't because he has no idea what truth or reality is because he's in his own fantasy world all the time. That's my theory about Alex Jones. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I, uh, it's just as likely as the other theory, which is that he's a charlatan doing this well, for money. Well, he could also be that. Yeah, he could also be that. That's true. I don't know. Um, I guess we're getting a little further. So, yeah. So I yeah, we're a, yeah, a little far from We're the, getting a little far from our discussion of Stargate, <laughs> which, like, so it's I don't because know. because of aliens. I couldn't tell whether the moral of the story was kids sh- shouldn't play with guns or kids should play with <laughs> guns. Like, yeah. No, no. Like, the moral of the story was definitely kids should be responsible for revolutions. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But what, should not uh, play with guns <laughs> unless there's a revolution. What, what do you think, Alan? Do you think we <laughs> should give guns to our kids or... And how... Saying jury's out. Yeah, I mean, like... Like, what how age has Like, 16, like, all the way up to four 16 years old? all the way down, yeah. All the way down to four. <laughs> Copyright how has how has watching Stargate affected your parenting style? <laughs> I mean, I think you know, ki- kids need to learn to take care of themselves. Put them <laughs> in a room with a with a gun, couple two three guns. They'll <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. God, I don't know. I think that's yeah. Maybe you're reaching there. Like they were like literally, literally, there is an alien god trying to massacre their race. So them picking up guns. I don't know if that's really a commentary on whether or not kids should have guns. Oh, no. I was, was down with the kids having guns. a anti-gun message at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, in that right? Kurt Russell's son has blown himself away. Well, I just feel like the message keeps going back and forth. It's like, yeah. first, Kurt Russell, his son, has, has died. Yeah. Because he was playing with a gun. And then the kids pick up the guns. And then Kurt Russell takes away the guns. But then he gets convinced to give them back to the kids. And then the kids, like, blow away the bad aliens. I think it's Kurt Russell. Those weren't aliens. Coming to peace with. Oh, yeah. Did you guys notice that one of Ra's guards was Jimon Hansu? Yes. I'm guided by the science. I thought that their helmets looked dope, though. Like that, yeah. that actually oh, aged surprisingly effects, that well. That was one thing I want to talk about. The effects in this movie were oh. awesome. Actually, yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about as well. It, the effects in this movie were amazing. And the, the the sort of scope of the movie, like how many extras they used, how many crazy sets they must have built. And I was wondering, because I was like, when did Hollywood stop making movies like this? And I was immediately like, oh, yeah, Waterworld. Right. I was yeah. just thinking Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, so I don't know to to just cap off the the ancient aliens talk. I sort of the rabbit hole that it sent me down kind of ended with this really interesting list of things, which was lost technology, which like actual legitimate lost technology because like all this other crap that you know sort of ancient alien people attribute to aliens is ninety nine percent falsifiable. But then there's like an actual lot of stuff that's oh sorry it's falsifiable wrong no <laughs> no it's fine continue am I, am I just like Lebowski? you're on a roll yeah so you're on a roll <laughs> so th- there was actually like you know some lost ancient technology that was really interesting to me um, 
like yeah. Archimedes ship destroying laser. Yeah, Greek fire is the yeah. name of that weapon. Yeah. Oh, I thought Greek fire was napalm. Yeah, I mean it is. It's like it was some kind of primitive napalm. But there was one. Uh, had you guys heard oh, of primitive. this? Uh, I think like, napalm might be just like the oldest. No, no, no. Gr- Greek fire. They don't know what it is. They still are no. not sure. It's like, but that's not what I'm talking about. There was like Archimedes no, no, had oh had a laser on a ship. It was like mirrors. They theorize right. That's one of the things that's on like History Channel that I looked up. That actually, there's archaeologists that debate what it is. Yeah, that's that it might have existed. Yeah, and that's that's the interesting stuff to me. So so that was like the end of the ancient aliens rabbit hole was sort of like oh there actually is some stuff here that's kind of cool. But the most interesting one that I saw, which I wanted to ask you guys about was a compression system that this computer programmer came up with in like the late 90s and then died before he could sell it to um, Philips. Have you guys heard of this? You mean like digital compression? Yeah. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was like... It's the plot of uh, Silicon Valley? Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if if Silicon Valley like took it from this guy's life, but he actually came up with a a system that I think could compress a full movie... Into eight bits? No, eight that's kilobytes. impossible. Hang on, I'll will find it because it was like also impossible. I know in 1999. I what heard kind of about movie a compression we, what technology. What kind of movie are we talking about? <laughs> is it just like <laughs> is it just a random gift? black and white pixels? I mean, it's like <laughs> no, 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 one black one, or white one black pixel. or white pixel. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about a compression technology that can convert an entire movie into a single coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was called the Slute Coding System, or the Slute Coding Digital Coding System. Um, yeah, and it said it could compress a complete movie down to eight kilobytes, and and Slute. He claimed what? to have done it. What you At should what read resolution? about it. No, eight kilobytes is like I know. That's nothing. I know. That's like you could write eight kilobytes on a wall with your hand. But apparently he was able to do it and died before he could pass on the technology. I yeah. mean, I could compress anything into eight kilobytes. Okay. Like, well, let's, and, then, but then let's then make you a billion dollars, Sam. you would see what it is. Wait, it could be a really freaking <laughs> crappy... <laughs> yeah. Com- yeah. Like, what? Compression. I don't know. Anyway, there was a bunch that of... That sounds like bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Well, g- look it Email up. Email it to me. Okay, I will, I I will do that. I don't look Yeah, that up. and like Damascus Steel, which like... Oh, yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, that's a cool one. It's it's basically just like a really high tensile, very like but, strong But they kind of, of know. They have good theories on that one. Yeah, I right. think it just has to do with like raw steel from one place with like a certain technique in another place, but it, they're not and 100% on and the right amount of carbon at the right time. Yeah. The right quelching, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like the particular tech to get the pattern that was on the steel. Oh yeah, is that lost. they can do. They can no, reproduce the pattern. They can, but re- they can't reproduce the purported strength. They can't do both simultaneously. Right, right. Like we have stronger yeah. steel than right. domestic steel. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, because you can buy them. You can buy swords now that are made to look like Damascus steel, but they're right. brittle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, th- those were the ones that were interesting to me. And then like some ancient herb that is apparently extinct that was supposed to be like very healing and, and good for you and also a spice. Pot. Yeah, that's the one. I don't know. So yeah, what else were we going to talk about? One of the people quoted in this uh, Wikipedia article about Salute yeah? is a guy named Roll Piper. Yeah, I know. That was why I... I, I think Roll Piper? Sil- why is that? Why Unless are we excited about that? Because Pied Piper is the name of the company from Silicon Valley. Yeah. 
Oh, so that's totally where they got it from. I should watch that show. You guys it's reference really it. You definitely yeah, should. It's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> Am I going to have the same experience I had like watching Seinfeld and like <laughs> Big Bang Theory no. where I just like want to shoot myself because <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of my life already and I don't need it on television <laughs> to remind <laughs> me how yeah, terrible yeah, it is? Yeah, especially Big Bang Theory. I mean, that's like pretty much a documentary about our lives. Right. So yes is the answer to my question? I mean, it could, could be. Could be. It could be. Cool. This, this could be you looking into the mirror universe. I watched some Big Bang Theory oh a couple God, days ago. I'm sorry. Like about 10 minutes. How was it? It wasn't that bad. I'm wondering what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like with your parents? Yeah. Just sort of yeah. like, like uh, just anything. Anything to pretend I'm not yeah. here. Yeah. It's the lackification of Alan Sussman. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was sort of the idea of wormholes and sort of the math of how that works or like who discovered them because i assume that that's what the stargate is right i mean i think alan's right though well here let's so i mean (laughs) i did some research on this and according to canon because there was a show Right, oh, the Stargate God. show as well. There was? Oh. Yeah. Uh, there, there were there two, right? Oh, I, I thought yeah, that was Atlantis. just a movie. I didn't know that. <laughs> Sam is lying because he watched like a lot of it this week. and I, That's not true. We'll never get that time back. like an hour of it. But I did watch some as a kid. It's bad. It's, it's really bad, and I think that we should not talk about it anymore. What were you saying? And there's two shows, right? There's like six Oh really? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think the shows and even like have their own movies. Like two or three made for TV movies. Yeah, yeah. with MacGyver. Yeah. Who, unfortunately, is terrible. I haven't watched MacGyver since I was a child. I remember loving that That's show. Wait, you, you mean the sh- yeah? Okay, you mean the actor? Yes, terrible he is in, terrible in Stargate. in Stargate. Yeah, Richard Dean Anderson. As is the guy who <laughs> plays the James Spader character. I growing up, I had seen the show, but never the first episode, and I always just assumed that they were like different but similar characters, not having remembered the names of the characters in the movie. But no, they play the same characters. And, like, just they have different actors and they don't confront it, which always makes me mad, like, when they do that. But except the kid from the movie, the the kid who befriends Kurt Russell's character. Oh, yeah. The Dreads. Yeah. The son of the whatever. The son of the leader. Yeah. uh, Is in the show. Oh, really? He's, like, the only actor that carried over between the two. So this really bothers you? Yeah, this is a common issue, off. right? I yeah, mean, yeah. You can't get those movie actors. You can't get no, but just how we different, different we, related we characters. In a sci-fi like original series, it. they can write it however they want. It doesn't have to be the same characters. The plot doesn't have to include. <laughs> they go back to rescue James Spader's character, and like he's a different actor who's clearly trying to play the same character. Wait, is like is, is doing that the plot the of the show that yeah. they're trying to rescue James Spader's no, character? No, the first episode they go and get him back. Yeah, because it was stupid that he decided to stay. What kind of move is that, James? Why would you want to stay on like this planet that has no antibiotics or Nintendo? For his child, bride. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you can stay married to a 13-year-old? You're a fucking weird guy. <laughs> can we talk about how like his character is like an Egyptologist? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then suddenly he's like really good at like deciphering codes. What? And and like he's like, "Oh yeah, well obviously these are constellations 
and no 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 he just <laughs> he that's just a flash moment he just sees orion on the cover of the newspaper and realizes it's the same shape right so it's just he's not a code breaker he's uh, an egyptologist well but then he's also like and obviously these six points Oh, show right. where we're where it's going to in space. <laughs> well, that's because he's also uh, a geophys- uh, astrophysicist <laughs> who invented wait sextangulation. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, sextangulation. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Right. Sextangulate. Title of my life. Okay, but you were saying you researched about whether or not the Stargate is a wormhole. Well, it's just according to the the show. The show, I think, apparently goes into. Um, a lot of detail about how it works. That's why I turned it, it off, and it's actually. A, and it's a wormhole. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or it creates a wormhole. So so according to the show, apparently, it it creates a wormhole. And and then also, so there's that scene where they get in and then there's a screen that says uh, molecular decomposition. Do you remember that? No, they I don't remember and that. And you can see it, too. You can see it happening, but... This is another complaint I have is is just like first of all, how do they even know what this thing is, right? <laughs> oh like yeah, they're how so are they tracking it's, where they're it goes. so ready for <laughs> it to be a portal to the other end of the universe. <laughs> but it seems like they don't have any idea what it is right. until like he <laughs> until he like sextangulates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well they don't even yeah, like his translation reveals that that's what it does. Right. And then, I mean, maybe they already knew somehow, like they had some physics reason they could tell. Cause, uh, right. Well, yeah, it was made of some, something. Yeah, it was made of something that they couldn't find on Earth. Right. Sure. I, yeah. That's, that's reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are really willing to just jump right. Well, it's not just that. It's like they have all this equipment that is ready for them to send a probe in that's going to go to the other end of the universe, right? They have that map yeah. where it shows where the probe's going. Yeah, okay. Right? How does that work? That also, wait. Did like you how guys... Also, the universe isn't two-dimensional. And right. did you notice that that's <laughs> also the map from like the Rebel base in Star Wars? Yes. Like it was probably on the same prop lot, and they were just like, ah, right. pull the one from Star Wars. Right. There we go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well... I don't know. You it's guys actually literally the wait, same yeah, map. It probably is. It's possible. Like you know that like the outfits from like Pluto Nash got reused in like barbed wire. You know that like they do that all the time. <laughs> We're like, really? oh yeah, here's another really funny example of like a famous movie prop reuse. Oh, wait, I know what both of those things are. Yeah, was um <laughs> in Face Off. You know when they're in the the jail, the like island jail Alcatraz. in the movie Face Off. Um. With Nicolas Cage? No. no. You guys I don't, don't remember, that. remember that? I remember that. He wakes up and he's like in like the island prison where they're like, the Geneva Convention is void here. And they all have those metal boots on their <laughs> so feet. stupid. I don't remember anything about that movie. And when there's like a riot, <laughs> the metal boots lock down to the floor. Those metal boots were the prop boots from the Mario Brothers movie. No shit. Yeah, awesome. I'm dead serious. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the worst movies I've ever so seen. So like, yeah, yeah, if you guys ever see some shit in a movie and you're like, oh, that looks like some other thing, it probably is that thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Cool. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, actually, I wanted to say something about that map. <sighs> oh, sorry, Asher. No, no, I just want to get out. I just want Alan to finish. I just had a thought I when we saw the map. Myself, we though. really need to get structured in this way, I think. <laughs> Fuck you. I so... Know. 
looking at the map, like, I don't know if you remember, they have, like, the little thing that's, like, a glass, like, a magnifier that follows, like, where they are yeah. in the galaxy right, or right. in the universe. But then where they are now on Earth is a little blue dot, and they point it out. And there's, like, a flashing blue dot embedded in the glass. Yeah, it made no sense. Can I have that? Like, what is that technology? It's like those ads on late night television for the like laser level where they're like, repoint your pictures and it goes around corners. Right. Yeah. I can explain that to you, but that's for another time. Please continue talking about wormholes. Yeah, Alan. talk about wormholes, Alan. <laughs> no, Fine. lasers don't go around corners, Sam. They don't. This was a, true. Yeah, this was a comment that I put on your Friendster profile like 12 years ago. Oh, Friendster. Uh, lasers don't go around corners, but planes of laser light look like they're going around corners when the corners are concave towards the source of the light. Oh, I hate you. Science. All right. So, Friends Alan. Of, um, yeah. So, yeah, you were saying right. about... So, so, yeah. So, there's that screen. So, they're, they're like, ready for a molecular decomposition, apparently, <laughs> because, like, he gets in, and then it's just a screen that just says molecular decomposition <laughs> and shows, like, a like a person's body. They've like have got software that's already <laughs> yeah. knows, like, yeah, right. Um, oh, exactly. But, yeah, he goes in, and you can see it. But, apparently, the reason why that's happening is because uh, a real wormhole would um, generate, like, too much gravity and tear a human apart. It's like uh, the spaghetti thing in a, in a singularity, like in a black hole. I, I guess. I don't remember what that is. Like the front of you, if you were falling face first oh, into oh, a yeah, black yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 right. Forces, infinitely yeah, exactly. stretched. Right. Yeah. So, um, popularly known as the spaghetti squash principle. Spaghetti squash? Yeah, the Henceforth. back of you is the oh, squash. Oh, okay. Henceforth it shall be known as that. Okay. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty solid. I'll um, email it to Stephen Hawking. Dude. <laughs> Too soon? He did. All right. He Yeah, he did. He did. R.I.P. Um, we have a moment of silence? R.I.P. I, I don't know. He was... R.I.P. We can discuss Stephen Hawking on another episode. I'm I'm okay. interested to know your opinions on him and like what he actually accomplished for the field because as like a sort of bystander, it seems like his job, ironically enough, was translating the computer, right? Like he, he was just like somebody who could put I, again, as somebody who's well, not in physics, that, um, black holes have hair, which is pretty cool. Is that real? Unlike some people, yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's done pretty important work. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So wait. Anyway, so so humans would be torn apart by. Yeah, by the wormhole. Um, so the idea is that basically you you decompose the human into all their molecules and then recompose them on the other side okay so that way you don't have to worry about it so basically the stargate is teleporting you through a wormhole right yeah it's a combination of a teleporter That's and a wormhole. interesting so an actual wormhole like existing science or theory i guess suggests that if you went through an actual wormhole you would come out on the other side like plasma <laughs> Like disassociated, you'd be just I don't know. I mean, I, you'd be all messed up. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> yeah. just don't walk into one up. randomly. Yeah. So basically, if Kurt it's Russell like, like comes and gets you and is like, "That's a pun." We've got you for an important mission. Just don't walk through the Stargate unless they have a molecular decomposer. Yeah, and recomposer. Yeah, ideally, right. right. And it's also, I think, it it actually decomposes you into mo- your molecules and then. And then turns you into an energy signature. 
like so a you're teleporter. Just energy on Star Wars, Star Trek. That's what it, that's what it does. Yeah, I mean that's the principle that like when scientists talk about actual teleportation as like mm-hmm. an actual theory, and when they do it right, like they can turn an individual particle into a photon, and then at the right. other end, based on the energy of the photon, they recompose it into the original particle. Right, right, right. totes. It's a thing. Cool. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about the math. Wait, are we done talking about? Oh, okay, sorry. The math of wormholes, or like, and Fine. and more generally, like, when physics ideas are sort of discovered, are they discovered because the math implies that a phenomena is there, or are they discovered because somebody conceptualizes a phenomena that is like a sort of potentiality of some math that's already been discovered? Kind of both, I guess. I think it can go either way. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, wormholes are a a solution to Einstein's equations of general relativity. So. How so? Uh, <laughs> Somebody pull out a chalkboard. I mean, so the equations, there's basically three. Uh, well, you can think of them as one, but there's like three equations for general relativity that um, specify the way that space-time curves in the presence of mass. And there's a, a solution to it in which, like, space-time uh, curves in on itself. So you can, like, join to two points, basically, that are... In the fabric of space-time, they're, f- they're far apart, but then... You can kind of curve space time so that they they touch each other again. That's basically what a wormhole is. And like, okay, th- I mean that that makes some kind of sense. So so it's basically it's a solution to an existing equation. So like the the equation yeah. happened first, and yeah, then, exactly. And, and then, then they people were like, were like, oh, this is a solution to it. And there, so I guess it, it could exist. Yeah. And then they thought about what a physical interpretation of that solution was. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, that's like. If a worm made a hole, right, right, and then, so we'll call it a wormhole. Mm-hmm. So That's what the said, amount yeah. of energy that we, one would need for that kind of thing to be sort of manufactured would be unbelievable, right? How would you know? I, I'm asking. I I wouldn't know, right? I don't think that's a knowable thing without having some idea of how you would do that. So well, so in then, the context of general relativity, you need you need mass to curve space time so like oh so i guess you could sort of say that mass yeah, is need some to be amount like of energy mass yeah, yeah. So i guess you could have mass like, or energy that's why people like you know theorize that maybe there's could be wormholes in black holes or something right oh right they're super massive they're yeah right. curving space time to a singularity huh my theory is that inside each black hole is a big bang yeah we all know your theory sam cool <laughs> wait do we or is it just you it's just me oh okay. and i don't really remember it that well D- no, that was it <laughs> thanks for sharing <laughs> sure. all right cool thanks so much for tuning Asher into the show oh <laughs> uh, thanks like how, so what is it like 11 yeah it's like 11 i've been yeah. going to bed really early and getting up really early <sighs> i'm tired of yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show, guys. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At Highly Affiligent. 
at Asher's house right now. <laughs> Very nice. Sam's embarrassed of his Twitter handle. <laughs> even nah, though. I'll just I'm gonna leave it as an exercise for the reader. It's at Case of Piles. Oh shit, listener. All right, thanks so much for listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, take it easy. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.